Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to our abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in my inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me in a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, we lift up to you this holy moment of Ash Wednesday and pray that we would prepare our hearts to meet with you now and in the days of Lent that are to come as we prepare to that glorious Easter tide. We ask these in your mighty name. Amen. So for our reading this evening, I wanted to bring us Psalm 51. It's in many ways an obvious and perennial choice when it comes to Ash Wednesday. It's an emotive moment, a moment of acknowledging your um, shortcomings and the drawing close to God. It is full of soul-searching, but it's never lost from the side of hope. It's an important balance in life and in our own reflections. We should be honest with our own shortcomings but we're never beyond the hope of redemption. Personally, I knew this from a young age through a piece of music. If you know Allegri's Miserere, it's all in Latin, um, but that is the, the words that were set. It was written in 1630, only ever to be performed in the Vatican, never to be taken out. Unfortunately, a young Amadeus Mozart was sitting in the congregation one day and memorised it, uh, wrote it out, passed it round. And that's probably why we have it today. Um, he slightly changed it. It's fun now. Um, in the last few years, we've recreated the original. Um, but for many, many centuries, we've actually known his version better than we've known its original. But it was meant for the holiest of places, only to be used at the holiest of times. It is a piece, we'll play it later um, during our prayer stations, you may well recognise it at that point. Um, But it tries to convey something of that yearning for God. Because in the psalm, it cries out with honest reflection. 
Have mercy with, on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Blot out, literally like crossing out with ink. Wash me, literally cleansing me from my sin. Literally like expunging out a mark that is in some material. Washing it deeply into our soul. There seems to be these images of our shortcomings that are being washed drawn out with cleansing power. But then there was this verse that that I drew to, and I'm actually going to focus in on essentially a single verse and some of the images that we see in it. And that was that of verse 7. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. This will act as the basis of the meditation on Scripture that we have this evening. We could have thought about that crossing out with ink or the cleansing of the water of life. But today, just for today, we use this image of purging me with hyssop. I've got you a little gift for you to take home with you. And uh, Joy and Cam are going to help me out here. Here. Just... Pass one of these out to everyone. I've got a second one, Cam. There we go. I had a go at making some soap. I thought that would be a fun thing to do. Uh, And it is scented with hyssop. Does anyone grow hyssop in their garden? You can grow it in your garden. Um, It's a relative of the mint family. It's a fresh smell. It's a cleansing smell. Um, you find it there. Gardeners may well know it. You might want, if you see it in a garden centre, pop one in the garden and, and smell it um, later on in the year when they come into the garden centres. They can grow prolifically. They can even grow a bit like a weed if left untended, less so in the UK, but certainly can in the, across the Mediterranean. And this hyssop. You might say, why have you focused in on hyssop? Well, in fact, this is not the first time we have come across it in our Bible and it will not be the last. And so maybe we're going to layer in a few meanings um, into this. uh, When we take this soap home and we put it um, on the sink, Um, I've also given you a a little um, laminated um, bit of the scripture and you can read it as as you utilize the soap. One of the first examples of hyssop is in the book of Exodus. The people of God were in Egypt. They were under persecution and Moses is trying to gain them freedom. And There have been plagues and God institutes the first of the Passovers, the moment when God's promise to protect his people from death, when death will pass over but will not be on them. It's a way of untangling them from the grips of Pharaoh. And so God says, take a lamb, slaughter it for your Passover meal, but take the blood and with a hyssop branch, take some of the blood and touch it to the top of your door and to the sides. And it's going to be a sign of protection and provision for you. Notice the hyssop, notice the lamb and notice the blood. 
making a way for escape for them, leading them towards the promise that God has made for them. And so today we've looked at Psalm 51. And we see God using this humble plan again for care and for provision for his people. It's talking about cleansing from our sins, washing us whiter than snow, using that fresh smell, using that cleansing feel of it. And then if we look forward in our Bibles, where this seemingly innocuous plant appears in the New Testament, because it's actually there in the Gospels, maybe a bit of a bit part again, but in a crucial moment, not chosen seemingly for its healing or cleansing purposes, but probably because it was just growing. From John's Gospel, chapter 19, at the time of Jesus' crucifixion. So they took Jesus and carrying the cross by himself, he went out to the place called the Skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. And there they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also had an inscription written, put on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Latin and Greek. And then the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews. But this man said, I am the king of the Jews. But Pilate answered, what I have written, I have written. And when the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his clothes and divided them into four parts, one for each soldier. And they took his cute tunic, and now the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from the top. And they said to one another, let us not tear it, but cast lots and see who will get it. This was to fulfill what the scriptures say. They divided my clothes among them, and with clothes they cast lots. And that is what the soldiers did. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus was his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciples whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then his disciples, here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciples took her into their own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scriptures, I am thirsty. And a jar of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. A humble plant that signifies the cleansing and healing of the people of God. There to provide for Jesus in his last moment. With a drink in his agony, the sin that was meant for us. Taken on instead on him. A symbol that had first meant for the blood of the Lamb and a symbol of protection at that first Passover 
which was seen as cleansing and healing and a way of escape for the people. But it was passed on to the one and only Son of God. In that moment on the cross, to the true Lamb of God, whose body is the sacrifice for us, to give us um, forgiveness for sins, and then to give him that last drink of wine, that symbol of his blood poured out for us. And so on your soap that you've got, um, it has the second half of that prayer is the request for the help of the Holy Spirit. Because in all of this, in all of Lent, we don't do this by our own strength, by our own merit. But from uh, that reading and just a verse before, create in me a clean heart, O God, and put in me a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. and Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. What a summary of all that Lent is for us. In this Lent, we don't do this on our own. We do it in the presence of God and by his power of his Holy Spirit. We ask that we would never be cast out from his presence, that we would always know him with us, that we would always be within the presence of the Holy Spirit with us, in us and for us. This Lent, I hope that you'll take home this small bar of soap and put it somewhere that you'll utilize it. And remember to pray each time you do. To pray that God would be cleansing you from within, thanking him for all that he has done for you, and that you would know his Holy Spirit with you in this holy season. Amen.